If you don't say anything about the wine, you can't get close to it. <laughs> That's the problem. And I realize that I'm a grown-ass man and I can buy all the sprinkles I want. Kazaa. This is all upsetting. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And this week we get to be joined with uh, some of our favorite trivia teams that uh, we're excited to finally have on for the first time from the Pub Trivia Experience. Chris and Mike, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Yeah, yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. You, I mean, your team from like very like early days, I feel like we're awesome to us and reached out immediately and we got to be on your show once. And so we're uh, finally glad to, to return the favor. It's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, uh, we, we loved having you guys on. It was a really good time. Um, we'll get you on again. Uh, we're, we're excited to be here. We really are. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I, I remember, I think from the first episode, from that episode we did, the, the line that is forever in my mind is something along the lines of, yeah, I feel, I think we're really confident about maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Lord. that one just, yeah, that, uh, I think it was 42 or 43, if I remember right, one of those two episode numbers, but, uh, yeah, we're excited to have you on and, uh, I feel like it wouldn't be traditional pub trivia experience if I didn't ask you guys, uh, what are you drinking right now? Oh, damn. Okay. Mike, you can go ahead and get started. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, Ryan's absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, of course I, I have a trusty beer with me. Um, so I live in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, so this is, it's not quite a local beer because it's, uh, out of Birmingham, Alabama, but it's from the trim tab brewing company. It is called the Martin Denny complex. It is a peach and passion fruit, imperial sour ale. Very refreshing. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. It does. Sounds really good. I'm not usually a sour sours. fan, but this one won me over. And I, I, this brewery basically release has a new release every month, so I always pick it up. Nice, nice. I like, yeah, like that. Cool. People are keeping things interesting and new. Well, uh, sorry to, to brush your bubble there, Rachel. Uh, I am not having anything that exciting. Uh, I am having. Uh, I picked up a bottle of this. I picked up five bottles. Let me rephrase that: five bottles at a local a local cigar company slash liquor bar in the area um, that had their private barrels. So I have a a private bale of Larceny uh, single barrel uh, bourbon. It's a, Whoa. a pretty good bottle. Um, so I'm mixing it with a little bit of a diet ginger ale, and I emphasize a little bit. Um, <laughs> bur- this Larceny bourbon is not one of my favorites, but this particular barrel is on point. It's that damn good. Nice. You said that's a private brew? So it's uh yeah all the all the distilleries uh you can actually go out there and buy like if you if you have enough money you can actually go out there and buy a barrel for yourself. Whoa! They'll take you around. They'll take samples out of the barrels and you choose which one tastes the best. And they'll That's for awesome. a price they'll bottle it. They'll put your logo on it and all that. And then you have it shipped to your location. This was a, a company here called Corona Cigar Company that went out and bought a bought an entire barrel. And so I went up to them, and they had barrels from five different distilleries in and around the Kentucky and Tennessee area. Oh. So I walked away with five bottles, and my wife was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds tasty. I think this may very well be the exact same thing I had when I was on your show, but it's just the uh, Goose Island uh, IPA. Green IPA. Yep, <laughs> that's it. It really, it's, it's hard to go wrong with that one. 
But uh, yeah, we're excited to have you on the show. Excited for another uh, big game of Round Robin where uh, all five of us will be uh, having a round. So thank you both for bringing in a round and playing along. Um, yeah, like, like we said last episode, we're going to try and uh, play around with some of the formats a little bit. Uh, hopefully, you know, the idea is to get through the entire question. And then if we all have an answer, we will uh, try to formulate it went uh, reasonably well last time to do like a, a lock in your answer or something like that. So uh, we'll play around with that as we get there. But uh, if you're ready to go, uh, let's start a game of trivia. And Stu, you can take it away when you're ready. Sure. That sounds good. Cool. Um, so yeah, so my round, <laughs> my round is called The Wilhelm Scream. Uh, it's a round based on famous movies that use the Wilhelm Scream. Uh, is it, everybody's familiar with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Wilhelm scream. Thank you. Thank you. Is, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. It's a very uh, standard audio clip that's used kind of as a nod um, between movies and stuff. So yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna describe um, the scene uh, from the movie, and you have to guess what the movie is. Um, you know, I'll finish up the question, and then whoever buzzes in first, I'll give them a shot to go. There is a right, follow so cool. We're, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I should have waited till you finished. So we're we're guessing the movie title, right? Yes, so you're guessing the movie title, um, and then there's a follow up clue in case the first one doesn't go as well either. Cool. So question number one: Three soldiers clad in white armor are shooting at the protagonist, who, in return of fire, hits one who screams as he falls to his death. Mike. Mike. Is that the uh, Star Wars? It is Star Wars. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. That's it. specifically a new hope. Um, right. Yes. The, uh, I was the thinking remain- of arrows. Maybe they were shooting arrows. I was thinking of like princess bride or something weird like that. Right. I, I wasn't sure if I should, uh, you know, shout out the blasters or not, but then, yeah, the second part of it is the remaining two troops, uh, try to fire. I'm sorry. Try to flee as returning laser blasts chase them away. And that is Star <laughs> Wars, a new hope. Nice. Two points to Mike. And question number two. He is picked up by a blue ally against his will. Hmm. A blue ally? A blue ally? A palace at the center of the city. I immediately went to blue uh, person and just thought Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about um, Arrested Development. Oh, well. <laughs> and these, yeah, and I mean these are all movies. So uh. the palace is then moved to a nearby mountaintop, so the new sultan can quote unquote rule on high. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, is this Aladdin? It's Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. You can hear uh, the Wilhelm scream a couple of times in the crowd as the. <laughs> As the palace gets picked up. And I didn't, I actually didn't notice it when I was a kid, but then rewatching it, I picked up on it recently. So, <laughs> wow. I never nice. thought I'd be looking for this, but now every movie I watch, I'm going to be looking for this. I noticed it a lot when I was a kid, like weirdly enough, just because it's the same audio cue. And so mm-hmm. I kind of, I've kind of always wanted to do a round on this one, but I wasn't sure how to formulate the question. So, cool. Uh, one point to Ryan there. And question number three. While taking a road trip, an anthropomorphized dog and his son crash into scaffolding, sending two workers screaming as they fall to the ground. Mike? Mike. A goofy movie? 
It's a goofy movie. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. The father barely seems to notice as he's too busy reading a map uh, to get to their campsite. That would be a goofy movie. <laughs> nice. Two, <laughs> two, two points to Mike. I only got there because of the anthropomorphic dog. Right. I, I figured as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. Yeah, it's kind of hard to write like exactly the scene without giving all of it away, but it has to have enough to actually grab onto. So. Yeah. Two points to Mike. Uh, question number four. Nearly escaping a free-rolling globe, the protagonist is knocked out of the window by a lamp, screaming as he falls. Rachel? Ra- Rachel. Indiana Jones? That is not Indiana Jones. Can you repeat that part again? Sure. Nearly escaping a free-rolling globe, the protagonist is knocked out of the window by a lamp. Screaming as he falls. Chris? Chris. Uh, Toy Story? It is Toy Story. Oh. Oh. Nice. So much easier than... ah. (laughs) I heard giant (laughs) globe, and I assumed it was the bouncy ball from Austin Powers. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. Nice. Uh, Yes, uh, the rest of his allies try to search for him, afraid that he ended up in the neighbor's yard, and ultimately... uh, they get the sheriff involved. That would be Toy Story. <laughs> Two points to Chris. Question number five. When an alien opera singer performs, the protagonist has to fight off soldiers to avoid capture. Holding her own, she sends a Mangalore soldier flying and screaming. Mike. Mike. The fifth element. That is yeah. correct. The fifth element. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Nice Shortly job. After, yeah, nice job. I wasn't sure if anybody's going to get that. I, I, I loved that movie as a kid. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that you guys would be fans of it. So I was like, I can put it in there. They'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shortly after the famed blue opera singer dies and the main protagonist Zorg appears on the scene. And that is the fifth <laughs> element and two points to Mike. Question number six. And the final question of the round, a nimble hero throws an enemy off an elephant like creature, sending him screaming and thus adding one to the hero's body count of this battle. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> this is the return of the king. It is the return of the king, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Said hero then takes out the remaining battalion of troops, as well as the elephant that they're riding, only to debate that his victory only counts as one. That is Lord of the <laughs> it's Rings. An <laughs> it's an oliphant. It's an oliphant. But I can't put that in there. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I just want to talk about creativity. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well done. That's two points to Rachel and the end of the round. Nice job. Uh, yeah, Rachel, talk about uh, what's been going on with the Lord of the Rings in your life lately. So I live and breathe Tolkien. It's like my favorite thing in the world. So I have a bookshelf behind me that I am formulating to become both my complete succulent holder, as well as <laughs> holding my collection of Tolkien books, which is growing. I have a few in the mail now. That's going to be quite the succulent collection. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, well done. So, uh, yeah, I have um, Rachel with two, Chris with two, Mike with six, myself with one, Stu technically just holding down the fort. Chilling. And uh, Rachel, it's your turn. Okay. Well, guys, um, for all of our listeners that have listened to episode 50, you guys get a little luckier now. My uh, round this one is a little less verbose, <laughs> but still quite a lot of fun. 
So for everyone who's been listening for quite a long time, um, they should know how much I love food. I'm a very food-motivated person, might even be more motivated about food than about Tolkien. Um, But as a fun thing, I wanted to look at what are claimed to be or what are assumed to be national dishes. So what are countries think they're most famous, they're most notable, or um, one of the dishes they really claim come from there. I have chosen six dishes. They're all extremely famous and routinely cooked in the United States for our participants here today. What I'm going to give you is the ingredients that go into the dish or the majority of them. They should all be pretty intuitive um, from there. I know I have eaten every single one of these in the United States. So without having to really search them out. Um, so I hope you guys have a good time with this. Sweet. Sounds good. So to be, to be clear, we're locking in with the actual dish, right? Yes. We're looking for, um, the dish. So I'll give you the ingredients. You give the dish. Um, if you guys are struggling to get the dish, but you know, the country, um, I will give you half a point for the country. I'm waiting for powdered cheese, butter, and milk. That that would help a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I can say with certainty that is not on my thing, my list. (laughs) It's on my list. (laughs) Everybody loves the blue box. Okay. Question number one. Potatoes, cheese, chicken stock, beef stock. Stew. Go ahead, stew. Uh, potatoes au gratin. No. I encourage um, you guys to think a little outside the box here. That was going to be my first guess. Yeah, that's where I was going. Same here. Potatoes. What I else? Know what it is? In potatoes, stock? cheese, cheese, chicken stock, beef stock. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. I, I think I see what you're. Is this poutine? This is poutine. Oh. You're being very shady with your ingredients there. (laughs) I had to alter them a bit, because if I say French fries, the next thing you're at is poutine. That makes sense. But they are potatoes, made into French fries, cheese curds, chicken stock, and beef stock for the gravy, because you have to keep it a thin gravy to slightly melt the cheese, but not completely melt it. That's fair. Uh, Also, pro tip, uh, poutine is not something you want to eat in Montreal when it's like 90 degrees out and you've been walking all day. (laughs) I ate it at 90 degrees in Toronto and it was great. (laughs) Fair. I I just remember almost making myself sick knowing I had to eat it, but also being like dead tired walking around the city all day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't think I've ever actually had poutine. It, I, I think it's delicious. The gravy and the cheese. Mm-hmm. I, it's a very hearty thing, but I, I really like it. Mike, they, they serve it at the Dunedin Blue Jay Stadium down here now if you want to, you know, if you're down here for a, a, a baseball game there. It's there. It's like $4 a plate, and it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I've, Boy, I've you heard really from sold a, it there, Chris. <laughs> I remember hearing Fool from an once. old professor who is fr- who is Canadian from Toronto that it, uh, it's best experienced after midnight and after a few beers. <laughs> Makes Sounds sense. about right. Well, guess who's getting poutine tonight then? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Taco Bell. Best experienced in the middle of the night. 
<laughs> or any time. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Time of day would never stop me. Okay. Question number two. Turmeric, ginger, coriander, cumin, chili, R- a dairy product, and rice. Stew. Ryan. Go ahead, Stew. Do we want to do a, a multiple person or? Because Ryan I've did. had it. All right. I have it written down. Okay. Hey, go ahead, Stu. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, I, I literally <sighs> just had it in my head. It's curry. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, I what is your curry. answer? Okay, you are both correct. So um, I'll split the difference and you guys each get one point there. Sweet. All right. Um, this is the national dish of Sri Lanka, which fun fact, it'll be 99% spicier than anything you've Probably. ever had in your life when you get the mm. most mild version. Um, question number three. This one might be the hardest question of the round, but I think it's kind of fun. Raw fish, citrus, and chili. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, ceviche? Wow. Nice job. Two points to you. This is the national dish of Peru. Ooh. Um, it's served differently in different parts, but... Um, from what I was uh, in parts of Latin America, all served differently. But in Peru, it seems to be like the most, I'm not going to say simple because it's definitely still needs to be pretty expertly prepared. Um, but it seems to be the one that doesn't involve, like that isn't required to have a whole lot of side dishes. You, you could have your own variation to still be a traditional dish. Hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, two points to you, Ryan. This is what I meant when I said earlier that you might just kill it on this round. Um, so <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out something everyone else could do because my rounds tend to be either way too easy and everyone gets them or so hard that not a single question is gotten <laughs> so. that's okay um, question uh, number four veal milk flour egg whites bre- and breadcrumbs Mike Chris uh, you too. That sounded, you guys came through at about the same time for me. So, uh, Mike, go ahead first. Uh, I was going to say veal piccata. And Chris? I had veal parmesan, but I think he's right. Uh, neither of you are correct. Oh. But you're kind of in, you are in the right realm of preparation. Ryan or Stu, do you guys have guesses? Can you read no. the, um, the ingredients again? Yes. Veal Milk, flour, egg whites, and breadcrumbs. I mean, I'm kind of on your the same page as both of you. Like, it, it sounds, I mean, it's just dredged veal, but I don't know what that becomes. <laughs> dredged veal. Um, so I will say that this is the traditional preparation. Um, sometimes in American um, restaurants, especially because veal is not as readily available. Um, they might use a different type of meat, such as pork. Um, Stu, do you have a guess? I, I feel like I know what it is, but no, I can't. I can't think of any specific dish names. I mean, is it just veal chops or lamb chops or something? No, it is not. Okay. has a very recognizable name. Um, and since you guys are kind of struggling on that, I will not do the country because I don't think you guys will be able to get close to the country. 
Um, this is actually Wiener Schnitzel. Oh. 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 Yeah. Very recognizable. In the US, it's, I think, traditionally prepared with pork because veal is harder to get a hold of. But if you prepared it very traditionally, it'll be with veal. But the same preparation as you guys noted for your guesses um, for it. Nice. Question number four Beef, aged grapes, beef stock, carrots, onions, garlic, and mushrooms. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Ah, no. Um, beef bourguignon? Yes, that is correct. I knew, I, I knew there was a risk of you sweeping this round. Um, Crushed grapes am. instead of red wine? I said aged <laughs> grapes. Come on, I put a little more thought into it. If you don't say anything about the wine, you can't get close to it. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I was picturing little, like, half pieces of half grape on top of the bean. I, I definitely <laughs> felt the same way, Mike. It's like a delicacy for five-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> you assume I wouldn't like that. <laughs> okay. Last question of the round. Fava beans and cumin. Stew. Go ahead, Stu. Um, hummus. Incorrect. Oh, um... Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that's like hummus and I can't remember the name so I will give you guys all a second clue because this one's a little special in the sense that I specifically chose which ingredients fava beans is one method of preparation for it there is another that is much more common that you hear about oh. at least in the recipes I searched but um, there are two distinct methods for making this dish Ryan Go ahead, Ryan. Is this baba ganoush? It is not. Baba ganoush is made with eggplant. Right. Oh. I thought that was the other more common one. No. To my knowledge, eggplant <laughs> is the... Um, baba ganoush is only made with eggplant. Okay. To be fair, that's what I was sitting here the entire time trying to come up with, and I couldn't get the baba ganoush to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> Any other guesses? I, I hear fava beans, and I'm in a jail cell with Hannibal Lecter. Right? So. I, I know. <laughs> Chianti. Unfortunately, you're not trying, we're not trying to get um, human liver. Oh, God. But, right. Um, um, any guesses for the country? Because you guys seem to be in the right area it, of the world. It sounds Middle oh, Eastern really? to me. That is correct. Um, if I had to wager a guess in the country, I would say... Oh, God. Maybe Egypt, but I have no idea. So while this dish actually, the oldest origins of it are in Egypt, the claim for the national dish is not by Egypt. Hmm. Hmm. But you're in really close in the right geographic area. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, the dish is falafel. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, God. Yeah, so the other, the other big way to prepare it is with chickpeas. Oh. And the, it is claimed as a national dish by Israel. I was, I've, I've never heard of... Uh, it's fava, fava beans. Fava beans, and, sorry. Um, yeah, I never yeah. would have assumed Israel. I was about to say, I know it can't be Israel, so what other one would it be? Yeah, no, it, it is Israel. Fava beans are actually, I think, based on what I'm reading, dear listeners... Please correct me if I've mistaken this. Um, 
is that fava beans are actually the oldest recorded recipes in coming out of Egypt for this use. Wow. Chickpeas are mm. the other one. Interesting. I did not. So know. note the distinctive choice of which one I choose, because the minute I say chickpeas, you're either going hummus or <laughs> yep. falafel. Yeah. Go big or go nice hummus. Nice job. No <laughs> points to anyone on that, on that question. Brian, where do I score stand? Uh, all right. So I have uh, Stu with one point, one foot out of the fort. Rachel and Chris tied with two, Mike with six, and uh, check my work, but I have myself getting seven points there, going up to eight oh points. <laughs> I, I knew there was a risk, because Ryan is so into recipes and cooking. I knew there was a risk. My hope, because I know Stu is as well, and so I was like, okay, I choose pretty recognizable ones, I choose distinct ways of doing it, then everyone has a chance. You know, but you never, you never said the classic dish, which is white toast sprinkles. <laughs> We've done that one before. I've done that question before. Can't do it again. I love our Australian friends and listeners, but you've had your question. Fairy toast is a delicacy in the Hopkins household, dude. It one hundred percent is. It's. I mean, it's more fairy, fairy waffles, fairy strawberries, fairy pancakes, and it's, it's a problem milk. because fairy milk, right? Like I, it started a sprinkle addiction with me and I realized that I'm a grown ass man and I can buy all the sprinkles I want. So I'll eat a bowl of ice cream and literally just like dump half the jimmies in there. And it's excellent. It is the most satisfying thing ever. Fairy sprinkles all over the floor, fairy sprinkles in the backyard, getting the dog to quit eating the fairy sprinkles. It's pretty excellent. Uh, <laughs> and there's the name of the episode. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris, if you're ready with your round, take it away. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start round uh, the first question of my round. Uh, there's a simple caveat that I'll give you, and it's this. Uh, I'm going to give you the name of a ride or an attraction at Walt Disney World. Ooh. And you're going to answer yes or no. Was this attraction part of the original opening? of the Magic Kingdom back in 1971. And I'll preface this by saying all six of my questions, not just this, but the other five, all revolve or tangentially related to the state of Florida because we need some somewhat good publicity after the, <laughs> yeah, the last I, 30, I 30 or 40 years. <laughs> so the way hey, this the is going to go... The NBA is doing wonderful right now. It, well, not the Magic. Uh, well... But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each of you three and you've got to get two out of three right to get the two points for this question. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, Ryan, your first one. Um, remember, two out of three right to get the points. It's a yes or no, an yes or no answer only. Was the Haunted Mansion part of the original opening of the Magic Kingdom? The Haunted Mansion. No. Oh, the Haunted Mansion was... <sighs> <laughs> Number two, Ryan, what about Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Uh, I haven't been to Disney World in almost 20 years. Or no, 10 years. Um, Space Mountain, no. You're correct. Space Mountain was not Ooh. part of the original. What about the Grand Prix Raceway? I don't even remember what that is. Uh... I'm, I'll say yes. A lot of racing. And Ryan gets his two points. Ooh, uh, the nice. Grand Prix Raceway was actually the only part of Fantasyland that was open when Magic Kingdom first opened back in 71. Oh, wow. Wow. 
All right. We're going to head over to Stu next because you're sure. next on my paper. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, what about the Hall of Presidents? Um, no. The Hall of Presidents was opened oh. at the very beginning. Number two, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yes. It definitely was. And as we know from watching Mallrats, everybody wants Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I see an episode title. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's a good one. It's really good. Number three. Uh, and you need this to get the two points. Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yes. Oh, Thunder Mountain Railroad was not. No. There's no a, points. Oh, I was going to say, I, one of my friends who is an avid fan is also a giant Disney goer, and she's going to be so pissed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can already like hear the incoming text messages. <laughs> We're gonna go over. We're gonna go to uh, Rachel next. Rachel. Oh boy. Your first one is Jungle Cruise. Yes. The Jungle Cruise was part of the original opening. Oh, wow. Nicely done. Woo. Your next one, Peter Pan's flight. Yes. No, Peter Pan's flight was not part of the original opening. Oh, boy. Oh, here it is for all the two points. (laughs) Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Yes. No, Dumbo was not. I feel like I I shouldn't take too much scorn from this because I've been to Disney once when I was four, and all I remember (laughs) is that I got told I was going to have a brother then and that... (laughs) I was too short for all the rides. <laughs> I take it this was not back in 1971. No, it's not. <laughs> so, uh... It doesn't sound like a magical experience. No. I mean, I think I was just so young. I'm sure I had a great time when I was there because we spent like a week there, but that's all the memories I have. <laughs> I have a daughter at home right now, so how old were you when this happened? That way I know not to bring her until after this. I was four. Okay, so Paige can't go till she's at least 13. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> My sister was six, and she has good memories, so. Okay, so there's, there's well, no, because after four, I'd start paying for her, so that, that's why. Ah, oh, oh, you see. Gotcha, ah. yeah. Okay, Mike. Sir. The, the Swiss Family Treehouse. I'm going to say yes. Yes, it was. The Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, that definitely wasn't because it's only like three or four years old. I was hoping to trip you up because there was a Snow White ride there when it first opened. Oh, was it really? I didn't know. There that. was. It was a. It was a Snow White ride. Then apparently a Magic Kingdom. I think out in uh, L.A. I think they actually turned it into more of a scary attraction, and then uh. it's since closed down. Since then, you're already getting the points. But Mike, what about It's a Small World? Uh I'm gonna say no. It's a Small World was part of the original. Okay. It's such a staple that I, I was with you. I was like, I'm going to have to double dupe myself to get this one right. Right. <laughs> so after question number one, Mike and Ryan getting two points apiece because, yes, they needed more points. <laughs> I know. 
Rachel okay, and Stu, I'm sorry. Comfy. Yeah. So, as I said, the next five questions are all tangentially related to the state of Florida. And uh, this is going to be the same thing. After I finish the question, shout out your name if you want to give it an answer. Your first category is in sports. The 2018-2019 NHL season was a record-breaking season for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They tied the NHL record with 82 wins and had three different 40-goal scorers. What may be more memorable from this season was the fact that they were a one seed in the playoffs and got swept out in the first round by what eight-seeded Eastern Conference team? Mike, did you say they had 82 wins? 82 wins. How do you what? how do you have eighty two wins in an eighty two game season? I have that wrong. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, N- NHL plays plays like a hundred something games. Eighty two games is NBA. No, no. Uh, well, unless it's including playoffs. I thought NHL played more games than eighty two. No, eighty two as well. Hold on. Sorry, this is the least important part of the question. It just <laughs> tripped me up <laughs> as a hockey fan. <laughs> oh, 62 <laughs> wins. I apologize. No. <laughs> Who doesn't remember the answer to this? Remembers it, it happening. What year? I think Mike rang in already, though. Yeah, 18, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Mike, what do you say? Uh, I think it was the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, right? It was the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Lightning exercised their demons by eliminating them from the, the 2019-2020 playoffs earlier this week. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they have my favorite goalie, the Ice Giant. That's what I called him <laughs> after they were playing Chicago. Um, I think it was in the Stanley Cup Finals, Ryan, if you correct me if I'm wrong. But he came in after their original goalie got really injured and stayed since. Yeah. Vasilevsky has stayed since, but I call him the Ice Giant because he's just so bloody huge. Talking <laughs> about... um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Ben Bishop was the one who got hurt. Ben Bishop, yeah. Yeah. Okay, question number two. Florida is known for a lot of things, and many of these are things that we will not put on a license plate, (laughs) but we may best be known as the citrus hub of the U.S. However, there is only one fruit that we are the world's leading exporter of. What citrus fruit is this? And I've got a hint if you need it. Go ahead, Rachel. Um, Oranges? It is not oranges. Ryan. Ryan. Grapefruit. It is grapefruit. Nicely done, Ryan. Wow. Nice work. And your hint... Go ahead, Stu, sorry. I was going to say, I thought it was going to be something crazy, like, you know, like star fruit or something. (laughs) (laughs) So oranges... I I don't know. (laughs) Oranges, Brazil is actually the leading exporter of oranges in the world. Um The hint would have been Jimmy Buffett enjoys it with a piece of juicy fruit gum. <laughs> and I somehow don't think there's a lot of parrot heads on this podcast right now. So I know <laughs> see that myself song. to the exit. <laughs> Question number four, being attributed to the pandemic and a stay at home order. What Florida city went a staggering seven straight weeks without a homicide earlier this year, their longest streak since 1957. Ryan. Ryan. Rachel? Do you want to play everyone buzz in? I was going to say. Was, was it just I, you two? I thought everyone was If everyone was. I thought to, I heard everyone say, uh, say, say their name. Yeah. So. Okay. Mike, what do you say? I mean, I guess Miami, maybe? Stu? I was going to say Miami. Rachel? I was also going to say Miami. Yep. <laughs> also wrote down Miami. <laughs> Miami is a correct answer. Nicely done. 
I thought that was going to trip you all up because Jacksonville is like the one of the, the the crime capitals of Florida. So I was kind of hoping to trip some people up there. Really? Uh, I, I maybe it's the maybe that like you hear about like the drug stuff and you think Miami, like even though perhaps the more violent crime is higher in Jacksonville. Well, I mean, if you had to root for the Jaguars, you'd probably be pissed off, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Seven weeks is staggering, though. I, the reason I was hesitant is because I cannot believe that. Right? Right. <laughs> right. Two more questions left. Here's your next one. What name is shared by a Marvel comic book character and is also a slang term for people over 50 who use the internet regularly? This is because we have so many retirees. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> is this the Silver Surfer? It is the Silver Surfer. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's <beautiful>. awesome. <laughs> they just move so fast. Uh, if, if you have feedback, pub trivia experience at gmail.com. Do not yell at them. This is all me. <laughs> okay, last question. And this is because Florida deals with a lot of hurricanes throughout the years. What restaurant chain lends its name to a metric used by FEMA to determine the impact of a storm and the level of assistance needed for a recovery? This is based on the chain's reputation for being able to stay open and operate during extreme weather. And there is a hint available if you need it. Don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's really frustrating. You all want the hint? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing. This chain specializes in breakfast foods. Mike? Go ahead, Mike. Denny's? It is not Denny's. It shares its name with a hurricane indicator. Right. Not a hurricane indicator. I can only think of the Geiger counter for earthquakes. So it's a, it's a, a metric used by FEMA, and they've nicknamed this metric... After this restaurant, I see. And if the uh, restaurant's open, it needs the, the restaurant in the area is open. It needs less assistance to recover from the storm. <gasps> R- Ryan, go ahead, Ryan. IHOP. It is not IHOP. Okay. <sighs> Hoping IHOP was just the same initials or something. Yeah, that that was going to be my second guess. Rachel or <laughs> Stu? Um, I'm just going to yeah, make I'll, a go at. Actually, no, I don't. I don't have a guess. Never mind. Go ahead, Stu. Oh, uh, is this uh, Waffle House? Stew is tougher than a Waffle House steak. It is the Waffle House Index. <gasps> yes! <What? laughs> oh my, that's amazing! That's, that's awesome. awesome. Have you guys ever been to a Waffle House? Like, yeah. Tons. I went to school in Tallahassee. Yeah, nothing can close that thing down. No, nothing. <laughs> well done. Thank so you. We, did, uh, we did some hurricane relief after, was it Michael that came through? Uh, the panhandle a couple years back and we drove up there and sure enough, the waffle house was still open. It was a category five hurricane. That waffle house (laughs) 30 miles inland was still open. That's insane. (laughs) And uh, that's it for me. That's amazing. Well done. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Um, I I have the scores as Chris with two, Rachel with four, Stu with five, Mike with 12 and myself with 16. Whoa. Jesus. He's just stocking uh, up for the last round. I don't know how that yeah. happened, but. Well, I'll just turn around and walk back into the fort now. <laughs> I'm, no, 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 no. I already shut and nailed the fort closed. Y'all ain't getting in. 
And oh, he knows no. what he's doing. He lives in Florida. He knows how to batten down the hatches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not my first Waffle House. <laughs> Get some Tapcon screws. That door is going nowhere. You guys hit the road to the nearest Waffle House. <laughs> Mike, it is your turn when you're ready. All righty. Uh, so Chris knows this, and I asked him if I could, uh, if he thought I, sh- I should do a round on this, and he said, go for it. Uh, about every four years, I get obsessed with uh, elections, I think like most of us do. So I wrote some uh, trivia questions based on uh, the presidential election history. Oh, man. All right. So uh, it's very difficult uh, for me sometimes to gauge difficulty of these questions. So uh, I, some of them I think are okay. Others might be more difficult. Um, so I apologize in advance. Uh, but here we go. Uh, Question number one, uh, and I and I, I can give hints too if, if needed. Um, question number one is: uh, Republican Richard Nixon won the 1972 election in a landslide, carrying 49 out of 50 states. And since then, only one state has voted Democrat in every single election. Name the state. Chris Ryan. Do you want to? Oh, everyone everybody. put in their answer. Let's do it. Got it. Yep. All right. Already, uh, Rachel, you wanna? What's your? What was your answer? California. Okay. Ryan. Hawaii. Chris. Massachusetts. And Stu, did you want to give an answer? Yeah, uh, mine was Hawaii as well, actually. Okay. Uh, n- none of those are correct. Wow. Uh, all very good guesses, though. Uh, but uh, all of them voted for Reagan in 1984. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that. Washington? Not Washington either. Wow. No, it's um oh gosh. Illinois? <laughs> nope, another another good guess, not Illinois either. Actually, no, I have another Oh, I have a good one. It wasn't Actually, or, no, it no, wasn't no, Oregon, no, 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 was no, it? no, never mind. <laughs> I'm confident. So So I'll, I'll give you guys a hint, it's a bit of an uh, obscure one, but the the only reason I know this is because of a Simpsons episode where uh, Homer is reflecting on this particular election and says, no wonder this candidate won this particular state. Um, I'm trying to think who the candidate was. Right, that's what I'm trying can, to think of, too. I can give can, you the candidate if you, if you want. Can I, can sure. I guess the candidate? <laughs> the, the, can, the candidate who won the state uh, in 84 and only this state and Washington, D.C. in 84 was Walter Mondale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh, crap. It's... um. It wasn't even his state. I think it was a Ferraro state. Was it? It was. Was it Montana? Uh, nope. Um, I was going to sort of close. I was going to guess Colorado, but that even seems more swing statey. Colorado hasn't been swing state since until the, la- the most recent elections. Oh crap! I have another guess. Oh well. Rachel. Rachel. Yep. Go ahead. Idaho. Nope. Not Idaho. I feel like that would be an Idaho thing to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm out of guesses, right? Yeah, I got. Oh, except for the other obvious one, I think. <laughs> I already guessed, but I guess Stu, do you want to take a stab? I mean, I have no idea. I already guessed twice, but is it New York? It's actually not New York either. Jesus. Is it Mike? Is it the first state that allowed women the right to vote? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is definitely not Wyoming. No. Wyoming. No. I'm so lost. I feel like I've run through all of them. <laughs> all right. No, I, all right. Um, 
So there's a line in the in the Simpsons, uh, which is the only reason why this weird fact sticks out in my head, uh, where Homer laughs at uh, Walter Mondale saying, uh, using the line "Where's the beef?" to Gary Hart in the Democratic primary, and he goes, mm-hmm. "No wonder he won Minnesota." Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> he won Minnesota and lost the and lost the arrest. <laughs> it's uh. something. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was Minnesota was the end. Nice, good nice. question. <laughs> but speaking of Mondale, question number two: History frequently forgets the losers. Name any two of the four different men that Franklin Delano Roosevelt defeated during his four consecutive presidential campaigns. Chris. Okay, Chris. Hoover and Dewey. Nicely done. Wow. wow. Nicely done. Hoover, uh, he beat Hoover uh, to win the White House initially, and he beat Dewey uh, very shortly before he died. So that, that yeah, was in his first and last elections. Good job. Then Dewey went on to have that iconic runoff with Truman. Right, exactly. And there's that hilarious... <laughs> I'm talking too much. I don't want to give away what possibly could be another, another question. There's no other questions related to that, but... Was it, uh, the, it was, he was holding like, two, like a Chicago uh, Tribune or something like that? Is that right? In that famous picture that says Dewey beats Truman? Right. I think it was the Tribune, right? Chicago Tribune? I thought yep. so. I think I think um, I did a round on that. Didn't, did I a few episodes back about um, famous news headlines? Or maybe I, I chose not to include this one. I might have I, chosen not to include this one. I don't, I've listened to every episode of yours. And I don't remember that one. So That's a good one, though. Uh, the the other two, uh, for what it's worth, are Alfred Landon and Wendell Wilkie, Ooh. which Sounds perhaps like proves the uh, premise of the question. <laughs> 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 All right, qu- question number three: Who was the last candidate who was not a Republican or a Democrat to come in second in a presidential election? Chris. Okay, Chris. Oh. Teddy Roosevelt. Nicely done again. Okay, what? well done. Wow. Yeah, he um he because he left the presidency to Taft, and he got so mad with how Taft handled it, he started his own party and came back and ran, and Taft came in third. That's exactly wow. right. It was Roosevelt. The sitting Taft. president came in third yeah. place. That's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> he was so mad at how Taft left uh, what he did after. Yeah, he was done. I don't, what was the name of that party, Mike? I don't even remember. The official was, like, name was the Progressive Party, but it was. More commonly known as the Bull Moose Party. Bull Moose Party. That's, that's right. what I was thinking of. Nice. All right. Well, well done. All right. Qu- question number four. This is probably my favorite random fact of presidential election history. <laughs> Who is the only person to win a presidential election despite not receiving the most electoral votes? Re- oh, no, 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 no. Not receiving the most electoral votes? He did not receive the most electoral votes, <sighs> but he still ascended to the presidency. I got it between two. Uh, uh, Ryan. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, who, who, who was in first? I heard. I think Rachel. I heard Rachel. Uh, George Washington. I don't think he got in the first time with electoral votes, or did he not? Uh, it, was, it, it, George, it was not George Washington. Okay. Ryan. Trying to find a way around the question. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, Ryan? Eisenhower? Nope, not, not Eisenhower yeah. either. I was hoping Chris? this was an issue because of the war or something. Right. Right. Chris? Chris? Was it Hayes? 
it was good good guess uh hayes was one that did not win um the, the popular vote but did win the electoral college that's no. what i was thinking of oh damn it <laughs> i if i guess again it's a pure stab in the dark so if chris wants i've to got a, i've got a second guess but everyone's gotta lock in with their first guess first right i think we're tapped out <laughs> can i make my second guess then yeah go for it was it quincy adams it was John Quincy Adams. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so there something with Jackson got pissed off after that too. That's why he just ran roughshod over him in the next election. Yep. So what what happened was Jackson, there were like three different people in Jackson's party that were running for president and they all received electoral votes. So no one had a majority and it went to the House of Representatives. Oh. Uh, and John Quincy Adams was for the uh, was selected by the house right. even though he had the second most electoral vote question number five Dang. who was the last here here here's a, another florida based question oh, who crap. was the last president to win the presidency without carrying florida rachel rachel bush jr oh good good guess but nope he ryan? carried florida both times ryan ryan uh, Carter? Nope, not, not Carter. But I thought Bush v. Gore went to the Supreme Court to decide who got Florida because there was an issue with the votes. Yeah, but it was they, <laughs> they decided to count the to count the ballots and Bush was awarded Florida. Right. Um, Chris? So you, you were assuming that it never properly went to a candidate. Well, uh, that could be could actually be a technicality in the question. I guess I didn't think about that, but well, if the Chris? votes ultimately came out to to Bush, then then the answer is the same. Right. Yeah. Chris, did you buzz in? I tried to, yeah. Okay, what do you got? Uh, Kennedy. Nope, not Kennedy. Mm. Hold on, I'm going through all of them in my head. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have another stab at it. But... I have another uh, guess that gets around the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just going to... I don't think it's right, but I was just going to guess Clinton. Okay, so uh, Bill Clinton is correct. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yep. Oh. He, he won Florida in 96, but he, lost, he did not win it in 92. Ah, okay. Oh. I mean, that was really? my running thought was just a blue, like a blue candidate that didn't pick up Florida. But. Right. But uh, uh, b before that, the answer was Kennedy. Ah, uh, okay. Oh. I was going to say, so, I didn't think Kennedy uh, carried Florida. And then my mind went, no, go deeper. And I did not go earlier. I went, or did not go later. I went earlier. My bad. Right, yeah, that was Clint, mine the Clint. first time too. I was like, it can't be, it can't be that early. We must have remembered that. I was back at Coolidge, and I'm like, maybe Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> My mind initially went to when was Florida not a state? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that would have been a great. Um, that would have actually really been a great way to logic to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I know something that has to be right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, la last question. Uh, it's kind of in a similar vein to the previous question. Who was the last Republican to win the presidency without carrying Ohio? Mm -hmm. This is a stab in the dark. Stu? Stu? Is this Trump? Uh, nope, Trump actually, actually won Ohio. Okay. I have no idea. Presidential stuff good. is probably my, one of my worst subjects. <laughs> nope, good, yeah, good, no, good guess, enough. though. Rachel? Rachel? Um, Bush Sr.? Nope, Bush Sr. won it too. 
That was maybe my first thought that I would Chris? know something about. I'm trying to, or go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh, this is a dumb one. I'm going to go Eisenhower. Nope, not Eisenhower either. I'm trying to think of a fairly contested or unpopular-ish Republican during that, you know, during the election. Um, Keep in mind that most presidents um, have their highest popularity right after they're elected, and then everyone just kind of goes down from there. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm thinking. There are names that... I assume can't be it just because, you know, when they came in, they had a lot of weight. Um, I, I have no, no second idea. guesses yet, right? I, I have no idea. I'll, I'll bow out. <laughs> right, I, I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. This is a really mean question. That's my hint. It's not mean Gene Okerlund, so. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan. Is it Lincoln? It is not Lincoln. Okay. But very good guess. You're actually closer than you think. Rachel? Okay, Rachel. Is it Pierce? It was not Pierce. Digging through my mind of all the long list of unknown presidents. I'm trying trying in my head, trying to bring the term mean to describe any president. And I can get to them. I can get that for about 85% of them. (laughs) No, no, to to, to be clear, mean, mean is not intended to describe the president. Mean is intended to describe me for asking this question. Right. I love hard questions, even if I don't do well in them. So (laughs) I'm good at us history. That's what's pissing me off. (laughs) Um, I'd like to ask a follow-up question. You can ask a follow-up question if everybody's okay with it. Sure. Go for it. Can yeah. I phone a friend? Um, what century? Um, I'm not sure how to answer that. Well, that, okay. Um. <laughs> it, was, it was not this century, nor the previous century, nor the previous century. Whoa. And it, you said it was a Republican? I did say it was a Republican. Rachel. Okay, Rachel. John Adams. <laughs> that's that's a very good guess. <laughs> but, Wasn't he a uh, Democratic nope, not, Republican? He he was a uh, he was a Federalist. He was a Federalist. Darn Chris. it! Okay, Rachel. Okay, oh, yeah. Chris. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. An- another good guess. Oh gosh, I am I am such a jerk. I'm sorry. We, Rachel. Oh. Rachel. Was it uh, Monroe? No, it was not Monroe, not Monroe either. Is it no one at all? <laughs> it, is a, it is a trick question. This has never happened. <laughs> Dick. Oh my gosh. I said, I, said it was a, I said it was a mean question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, I, discover, I discovered this fact while I, was, while I was trying to do this stuff, and I was just like, that is such an amazing fact that I, I had to put it in there. I'm sorry. That's nuts. <laughs> That's all right. Like I said, I am I am a total I am a total jerk. <laughs> I did once almost right get now. really upset at a trivia host at a bar once because his question was, what was it? It was which, specifically oh which gosh. ocean borders West Virginia, and the answer was none of them. And I was like, that's not a trivia question. It's a riddle. Get out of here. <laughs> you were just more upset that we didn't catch on that it was a riddle. Oh, and we lost, but you know. <laughs> 
Nicely done. Uh, no, yeah, I like I said, I'm sorry. I just I thought that fact was so cool or interesting right. that I had to put it in. That is interesting. I'm curious how many. Right. There's got to be somewhere where you can look up states that have never lost their, you know, like never never lost a candidate on a certain side. So o- Ohio is actually the most likely state to predict at, of. Um, that was yeah. the other thing I found. It's it's predicted the highest percentage of presidential elections. Wow. Sure. Huh. I think, um, so I love questions and rounds like this because a lot of my rounds, so you guys know, are actually formulated in the sense of, I think these facts are cool and I both want you guys to learn about them and I want to share them, but also it's good trivia. So both. <laughs> Mike, I, up until that last question, how was your friend? <laughs> I understand, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to my round. So with uh, 2020 being everything it has been, and with, to your point, Mike, with an election coming in and everything else, uh, I felt like it was time for some, uh, from the modest mouse quote, will float on, good news is on the way. So I have a music round uh, that has six questions about songs and artists that have uplifting and positive songs or messages. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little bit of a uh, of a prompt that has some a little bit of lyrics tied in with a description of the artist, um, and then you just call out. I I think how we'll do it is a point for the artist and a point for the song. If you can get either one, or if you get both, you get two points. Uh, these should be fairly straightforward. I think you've heard of all of these. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll go through each one and uh, answer uh, if you if you answer if you're going to answer. <laughs> That tends to be how it goes. <laughs> go that way. Uh, question number one. Beneath the mango tree, it's always better for this acoustic songwriter with a heart for the environment. Of course, being in between dreams and waking up to banana pancakes will never make anyone feel sad, especially if we have each other. I know the Mike. artist. Mike. Uh, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson's the artist. What was it? Artist and album? If you can do the artist and the song. Oh, there. Hmm. Yeah, there were a couple song title songs in there. I don't. I don't. I don't have a specific. I mean, you mentioned Banana Pancake. Yeah, actually, that's a fair point. Some of these name other albums and songs, but there are lyrics itself pr- trying to to be the prompt. I I see. Okay. Yeah. I. I yeah. I don't. I don't think I have a yeah. specific song in mind. Stu. Stu, if I can get the points for it, is it better together? It is better together. Oh, I almost <laughs> said that just for, yeah, well done. Yeah, <laughs> Thank beneath you. the mango tree, and uh, especially if we have each other, um, that would be Jack Johnson's better together. So I'll give a, a point to Mike and a point to Stu. Um, granted, we probably shouldn't switch up the way we score at, in between a round, but this may be a good one to do. <laughs> Everyone just kind of lock in an answer. How do you sure. feel about that? Sure, I want to be embarrassed five times in a trivia podcast. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm here for it too. So I'll I'll be right Let's there being embarrassed too. I'm right. good. Let's do we'll, it. We'll do lock in uh, song and answer if you can. Uh, question number two: The heart is a bloom and shoots up through the stony ground for this Irish band spanning nearly fifty years. For this song, where the sky falls and you feel it, but don't let it get away. 
The heart of the bloom and shoots up through the stony ground for this Irish band spanning nearly 50 years. For this song where the sky falls and you feel it, but don't let it get away. Uh, <laughs> Rachel. It's by no one. No one at all. If, Nothing. <laughs> you don't have anything? All right, Stu. I actually have nothing. All right, Chris. Um, Irish band, I think of you too, and I'm just going to lock in as bad as this sounds, Sunday Bloody Sunday. <laughs> ah, that heartwarming, uplifting song. Uh, Mike? Uh, so I actually have a funny story about the song. My roommate in college was obsessed with this song when it came out, but he, for some reason, only liked the first half, so he would play about two minutes and then start it over. <laughs> uh, but you uh, 2 is correct, but it's a beautiful day. Yes. This is a, it's a beautiful day. Sky falls and you feel it. It's a beautiful day. Don't let it get oh. away. Yeah. Nice Mike, stuff. just so you know, I that is grounds for moving out. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two points to Mike and one point to Chris. Uh, question number three. Don't write yourself off yet. It just takes some time for this four-piece Arizona band who has a hungry appetite for the world. After their platinum album, Bleed America, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right. Don't write yourself off yet. It just takes some time for this four-piece Arizona band who has a hungry appetite for the world. After their platinum album, Bleed America, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right. Uh, Stu. I think the band is Jimmy Eats World. Okay. And I don't know any songs in particular. Uh, the lyrics sound really familiar, but I got nothing on the song. Okay. Chris? Um, it's Jimmy Eat World, and the only reason I'm going to guess this is because I illegally downloaded this song on Kazaa when I was in high college. <laughs> Kazaa. <laughs> Um, and I, the, the lyric, the, the name of the song when I illegally downloaded it and placed it on my original iPod was It Just Takes Some Time. So I'm hoping that's the name of the song. Uh, Mike? I, I miss the old days when you had no idea what the title of the song was because you downloaded it from <laughs> Kazar or LimeWire and somebody had mistitled it. Uh, it's at Jimmy Eat World, but the song title is The Middle. Okay, Rachel? Yeah, I'm going to be frankly honest here. Ryan, you know how well I do with... Um, questions that are not 100% straightforward asking a question. All right. Um, yeah, so m move along. Fair, fair enough. Uh, Mike, you got it. It is The Middle by Jimmy World. <laughs> and uh, close to, I mean, that, you know, if you were just going to take the course or whatever, you'd probably get to, the, to that answer. I like the idea of the answer just being some random, like, untitled, <laughs> everything's fine song. Right. <laughs> is the middle even mentioned in that song at all? Like, do they actually just say take the words some time, little girl? You're in the middle. You're in the middle. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, what am I, I love Gmate World. Yeah. Me too. Two points to Mike. One point to Chris. One point to Stu. Uh, I get Jimmy Eat World. Uh, but I give I give one point to Stu there still. Thanks. <laughs> uh, question number four. <laughs> Three Little Birds sat on my window for this British singer-songwriter, her self-titled debut and subsequent albums, The Sea and The Heart Speaks in Whispers. Don't you hesitate. Just play that old album. Tell me your favorite song. I'll read it one more time. Three Little Birds sat on my window for this British singer-songwriter, her self-titled debut and subsequent albums, The Sea and The Heart Speaks in Whispers. Don't you hesitate. Just play that old album. Tell me your favorite song. Uh, Chris? 
Um, I'm going to go with Adele, and the song is called Chris is the Best. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Uh, Mike? Um... Gosh, I'm I'm so hung up on Three Little Birds as a Bob Marley song. I can't even get past that to think of. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll say I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, I think you even said it was a female, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I can't get there. I got nothing. That's all right, uh, Rachel. I actually know the song, um, and I can I can't. I've it's been years and years since I've heard it. But I know the song. I can't remember the artist. It's really frustrating that I can't. But I, this is a, this is all upsetting. Can you try to give me a title, or should I just take your word for it? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's just um, I I like it goes like three little birds sat on my window. Like it's it's like it's very spoken word on that point. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I can't. I can't get any further than that. I just know that I know the song. I can't remember the I, the title or the artist. I know I've heard it and I know the song, but beyond that, I can't give you anything for the question. That's all right, Stu. I mean, I I thought it was Adele, but I can't think of any song by her other than like "Rolling in the Deep," which I know is not it. <laughs> all right, uh, this is not Adele, British singer songwriter. Her self titled album. Uh, you're right. Three little birds sat on my window, and then. Uh, don't you hesitate uh instead of just play that old album it would be girl put your record on tell me your favorite song this is uh put your records on by kareen bailey ray okay yeah i was never going to get the artist there or actually that song because i thought it was a different song yeah so i don't think i've ever heard that song fair enough you definitely have early 2000s it was all over the radio you definitely i've never heard of her really Green Bailey Ray. Yeah. I, I really love her music. It's it's really good. Adding it to Kazaa now. <laughs> Is Kazaa still up? I hope not. I was wondering that. <laughs> no, it is no, not. There was a series of litigation in the early 2000s, and all of them went down within like a year and a half. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's when we all switched to LimeWire. We just asked that you question know. on the show, didn't Napster. we, Napster. And Napster was the of? one who got hit really hard. Napster yeah. was who was hit really hard. It was all by the drummer Metallica, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if, if you've never heard the Weird Al Yankovic song, don't download this song. Do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, no points there. Question number five. Say what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, this Grammy this Grammy nominated love song chart topper is well known her for her piano compositions, her little voice, and her kaleidoscope heart. Say what you want to say and let the world say what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, this Grammy nominated love song chart topper is well known for her piano compositions, her little voice, and her kaleidoscope heart. Uh, Mike. Oh. I know the song and I literally cannot think of its title or who sings it. <laughs> oh, am I getting a question right that Mike's getting wrong? It's totally gonna, going through my head this. and I just don't know. Uh, I, I got I to gotta bow out. Right, Rachel. I was thinking of Natasha Benningfield. Do you have a song title? Mm, I don't remember the song title, but you, I've got an artist. That's it. Okay. I'm uh, not good at song titles. Stu. I have... Absolutely no idea. <laughs> All right, Chris. 
This is on the mixed CD that my wife gave me when we were dating. <laughs> oh. Have you ever purchased Aww. a piece of music in your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Mike and I were talking last night, I owned at one point at least two Kid Rock albums, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, again, really, really sorry for that. Uh, I believe this is Sarah Bareilles and Brave. Yes, it is Sarah Bareilles and Brave. Wrong one. Oh, I was choosing between two. It was going to be her or Natasha Benningfield. Darn it. <laughs> nice job. Two points to Chris there. Uh, final question of the game. The ridiculous viral videos that sprouted from this music video had everyone clapping along if they felt like happiness is the truth. This rapper, producer, and NERD knows that it might be crazy what I'm about to say. The ridiculous viral videos that sprouted from this music video had everyone clapping along if they felt like happiness is the truth. This rapper, producer, and NERD knows that it might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Uh, Rachel. Is it just Pharrell and Happy? Okay. Uh, Stu? Pharrell Williams and Happy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris? I had the same thing, Pharrell and Happy. Okay. And Mike? Yep, I, I also had Pharrell and Happy. All right. Bit of a softball there, but yeah, this is Happy by Fro Williams. That hat, though. That hat, though. <laughs> I, wa- I really wanted to add the hat into the question, and I just didn't know how. <laughs> yep. Okay, that is the uh, end of the game. The uh, scores I have are Rachel with six, Stu with nine, Chris with 15 and score of 17 to 19. Mike taking it home. Uh, feeling happy. <laughs> nice job. Real good job. Oh, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I should probably be docked points just for that last question that I had. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to go to another... That's all right. We're uh, we're happy to do that. And uh, we can get some picks where each episode, a couple of us give a game, movie experience, something cool like that you can check out. And uh, I can go ahead and say that uh, I have a pick. Uh, we just talked about music and, and feel-good music. And um, this is a, an artist that I've liked for a while. And uh, this is Salema Masakela, who you might recognize uh, if you ever watched in the late 90s, early 2000s, the X Games and ESPN and all that stuff as Sal Masakela. Um, he has an album of his own. Uh, he goes under the, the moniker Alakazam, which is Masakela spelled backwards, so A-L-E-K-E-S-A-M. And uh, it's really, really good, just kind of chill lo-fi he they call it kind of surf r&b it's just this like really kind of feel good chill uh good beat to it kind of stuff and um it's really awesome i've been listening to it for quite a bit lately there's an album on Bandcamp that uh we'll link to called soundproof heart and uh he has a song i think his lead song is a song called vagabond but uh it's just really really good just kind of chill music uh kind of just uplifting um and uh yeah i really recommend it it's really good stuff uh really good kind of message behind it and everything uh that is called alakazam it's spelled a-l-e-k-e-s-a-m and uh we'll link to the band camp and you can find it pretty much everywhere else thank you ryan i think like with all the sad things going on in the world recently it's nice to have a little bit of uplifting thing going on yeah, it's, it's good music. And he even has, there's a song, I think at least one song specifically, but a couple that has um, his father 
on it who was a uh, trumpet player and he was a, a political activist who is exiled out of South Africa um, before apartheid, I believe, or during apartheid. Um, just really, really cool story between him and his father and like getting him getting to play trumpet and music on the album and stuff like that is, is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. It's Alakazam. Uh, and uh, Chris, you have a pick today as well. Yeah, so uh, for the listeners of the Pub Trivia Experience, I've, they know that I've got a uh, a very young daughter at home. She is six months old. Yeah. And she's taken on. Yeah, congrats, that, that was man. not a plug. Thank you, though. Um, she has taken on over the course of the last week, waking up at one o'clock in the morning and being awake till about three or three thirty. Um, so last night when she was up, I was trying to get her to go back to sleep. And I put on a documentary on Netflix called Speed Cubers. Yeah. Um, this you want to talk about uplifting like i'm sitting there trying to hold back tears watching this really uplifting story that is about people that do competitive rubik's cubes um it's only about 40 minutes long but it's a really solid documentary and you'll feel really good about the world after you watch it huh. i i haven't seen it yet i've, I've cool. heard it and i heard it's really really amazing and, and worth a watch it's a, it's a great story it really is so give it a watch because netflix needs more money <laughs> <laughs> Speed Cubers on Netflix. Nice job. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you have a pick or you want to reach out for any reason, uh, things that get wrong at gmail.com. Also, things that get wrong on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, Chris and Mike, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. This is awesome. That, that was thanks for time. having us. I had a blast. Agreed. Really yeah. good time, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Same, same with us. And uh, glad to get some more trivia other trivia channels on and like i said before you guys were amazing super early on reaching out and like getting oh, us yeah. plugged into your stuff so you know we feel as much just to be a part of your community uh as we can bring you into ours so really appreciate it definitely go check out the show and uh, where what is that link what's the website and everything people should check out uh, so pub experience.com you can find us anywhere you get trivia um we have three shows now only one of them is trivia related then there's a if you're into movies, we've got the the movie uh, show called Recast That, and we just launched earlier this week, uh, earlier this month, a new podcast called Boozy Bracketology, which is a lot of fun. So by all means, any way that you consume this stuff, you know, just let us know uh, what you think. Definitely subscribe to That's all their awesome. stuff. What what is what is being uh, competed on in Boozy Bracketology? Uh, so Boozy Bracketology, we will take a March Madness style bracket for anything. So we already did one for the best Disney animated film. Um, we did one recently for the best comic book movie of all time. And we're about halfway through recording one for the best sports movie of all time. And then after this, we're probably going to move away from movies and move to you know, beer or something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but we have, it's a new topic every month. And so we'll, we'll get through the entire topic that month, no matter how many episodes it takes. Taste testing alcohol bracketology can't go wrong. <laughs> I love this. This is great. So I are you getting subscribed. through an entire bracket in an in an episode? No. Okay. No, no, okay. No, no, no. okay. <laughs> Definitely not. Got it. No, the, the comic book one ended up being eight episodes, um, but there was a lot of discussion around it. So we'll start dropping those episodes uh, sometime this weekend, and that'll run us through the end of September. And then sports movies will come on after that. Nice. What Ooh. is the final? Uh, is the final Disney movie one out? Oh, the entirety of the Disney movie uh, is out. It was given up originally. We started this as 
a bonus episode on the pub trivia experience, mm -hmm. and it just kind of rolled from there into its own show because we honestly, it was the most fun thing we've done because there was no trivia. It was literally just talk about something that you love and that you're passionate about. I think um, that's great. This is awesome. Like, that is right up my alley. Yeah, I love it's, that. And definitely, next time you guys come on, if you ever need to bring in some Disney trivia, you found the right team, I think. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yes. Although we did that Disney trivia once, Ryan. We've done it a couple times. We've never done well, but we always try really hard. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely go subscribe to their stuff. We'll, we'll have it linked in everything. Um, but yeah, they've been amazing. So thanks again, Chris and Mike. And uh, from the rest of the team here, until the next episode, we will see you later. Bye. Bye, everybody.